0: You're listening to the Telltale Channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, don't forget to check out my Patreon and take a look at my other YouTube channels, too. You can find some ad-free, uncensored, complete versions of my videos on my website, owenmorgan.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email list to get early access to everything I release. All links are in the description. In this podcast, we're going to talk about extremist Trumpist reaction to him pretending to be charged with a crime. What the QAnon world is up to right now. It's getting even weirder if you can believe it. Pastor Jason Raypert setting up an organization to turn the U.S. into a Christian nationalist state. The National Association of Christian Lawmakers, NACL. We also take voicemails. If you want to leave a voicemail, the number is 1-800-701-8573. If you want to contact me through my contact form on my website, owenmorgan.com, just go to the website. Click the Contact Me button in the menu and leave me a message. It works on mobile, too. While you're there, take a look through my video library. It has videos available that won't release publicly for weeks, some of which are ad-free and uncensored. And while you're there, sign up for my email list at the bottom of the page, too. This is Gene Bailey on the left. He's a televangelist. On the right is another televangelist, Hank Kunneman. They did this TV show called Flashpoint. It's owned and operated by Kenneth Copeland. And they kind of outlined their core beliefs about how the country should operate and what kind of plans they have for the youth, if you will. Just listen to what they have to say here. This is from uh, March 2023, I believe. Maybe February 2023, I don't remember.
1: You know, when we look back on Hitler, Hitler went for the youth. The enemy always goes for the youth. We must take up arms and go for our youth, arms of the truth and of of godly principles. But I want you to speak to that and what you're doing there uh, with all all your publications.
0: Okay. So basically what they're saying is they have come up with a justification to brainwash children. They believe that People to the left of them are brainwashing kids. They're not, but okay. That's the premise they're starting with. And from that premise, they arrived at the idea that they should be brainwashing them as well, which as a net result ends up with nobody brainwashing children except for them. So how are they going to do it? That's the real question, right? Comic books, children's books, kids' cartoons, They've been producing these like mad lately. There's a website or a company called Brave Books. I've been reading on my Telltale Reads YouTube channel, like a bunch of these. Elephants Are Not Birds is one of their books. Little Lives Matter this is an anti-abortion book. "Pause Off My Hand Cannon, it's a pro-gun book, really. I'm talking for like five-year-olds, absolutely unhinged from reality. That's the, those are the types of people we're dealing with right now. So I bring this up because I got I got a voicemail about. It. I want to listen to what the voicemail caller had to say. Check this out.
2: Hey, Owen, Kyle Young, from Illinois. I'm gonna roll with this uh, coconut cannon thing you're talking about.
0: Yeah, they they wrote a book uh, at Brave Books called "Pause Off My Hand Cannon" or "My Coconut Cannon" or something. And again, I read this book. This one I actually read on my main channel. You can find all this stuff on my website. By the by, just go to owenmorgan.com. Type in hand cannon or coconut cannon or something in the search bar on my website, and this video will pop up regardless of the channel. It's a log of all of my channels. Anyways, it was this absolutely unhinged from reality book all trying to convince children that guns are good. Dead serious. Anyway, that's what, he, that's what the caller is referring to.
2: Okay, I think Dana Loach is actually a spokesperson for the NRA. Um, first of all, it's senior- an... Hold on. Who wrote this
0: book? So apparently the book was written by Dana Loesch. I didn't realize that. Um, I appreciate you you mentioning.
2: I think Dana Loesch is actually a spokesperson for the NRA. Um, first of all, the scenario is set up, but that's not uh, a a, uh, a national thing. that that would be like a war. Okay, that's not people. You know, you know, trying to fight crime. That's actually
0: right. So in the book, what happened was they're all chilling, eating their mushroom cupcakes or something. Hyenas come from outside of the city from a totally different place. It's unregulated and they come in and they stick people up with their hand cannons and steal all their cupcakes and run off. So the next time they have to split the village in half and one half the village keeps hand cannons on them at all times. And the other half bans hand cannons. And when the hyenas come from outside, like in it from a different area entirely, they take all of the cupcakes from the the half of the city that don't have guns but leave the cupcakes for the ones that did have guns there are all kinds of holes to poke in this and i poked all of those holes in the video if you want to give it a watch but personally i'm an advocate for reducing the number of guns dramatically if you consider yourself to be a responsible gun owner fantastic you can keep your gun in my ideal world just You're going to have to pay an obscene amount of money in insurance to pay out to victims of gun violence. You're also going to have to take an obscene amount of training to guarantee that you understand how to use this weapon. And you're going to have to prove that you have a safe. And and maybe, hell, maybe you'll be subjected to semi-yearly inspections to make sure that the gun, random inspections, make sure the gun is locked away in a safe. Honestly, we shouldn't have guns at all. I want to go the Australia route, but if that's the best I can get, then that's what I'll take. So that was the premise of the story. Again, if you want to hear the full breakdown, you can check it out on my main channel. But yeah, keep listening here.
2: Uh, a national thing. That, that would be like a war. Okay, that's not people, you know, you know, trying to fight crime. That's actually war.
0: Right, so the hyenas coming in from another city would be like a war because they are not subject to mushroom villages laws or whatever it was I, I i think i agree with you on that
2: set up okay the second thing is about the uh, right to bear arms basically the reason the, the, one of the number one reasons that they wanted the population to be armed is because of the slave uprisings they wanted to make sure they were armed in case the slaves rose up and went against them so if I was involved with somebody playing that game, that's exactly what I'd say.. Per-
0: yeah, that's true. It's a, they were slave patrols originally. These, you know, the Second Amendment was, re- was designed to refer to slave patrols to make sure that pe- you know these states would be able to maintain their slave population. There was this deep-seated fear that if white people ever freed black people, the black people would come back to kill them. So they could never free them because they know exactly what they did to the black people when they were slaves. And if they were in the same position, that's exactly what they would have done. Come back and taken out their old masters, if you will. So there's this like deep seated obsession in the South among white slave owners that they didn't want to ever free the slaves for fear that it would end in like their death because of what they did to the the slaves which is a fear probably based in reality if you treated people like literal property that makes sense but still no excuse for owning another human being just the logic is unhinged from reality
2: if i was involved with somebody playing that game that's exactly what i'd say first of all it's a war and the second amendment was to contain the slaves okay because uh, there was always a constant dread of the white population. Because white people are always afraid that black people are going to treat... If the black people get in charge, they're going to treat the whites like the whites treat the blacks. Because that's how vengeful the whites think the blacks would be.
0: Yep. Absolutely. And when an end came to slavery, there wasn't a, a mass incidence of you know, the freed black community entering their you know the the white people's homes in the middle of the night and killing them that didn't really happen en masse like white people feared it would black the black community just wanted to be free they just wanted to live without being under someone else's ownership just insane on so many levels it's ridiculous so anyways yeah you're absolutely right about the pause off my coconut cannon thing or my pause off my cannon thing It was in large part, like the analogs that were portrayed in this book are completely ridiculous and detached from reality in every way. I got an email from John from Iowa. It was all well and good until Bongo's younger brother took a coconut cannon and went on a coconut spree through the village. That's a good point. That's something that's completely ignored in the book, you know? You got hyenas coming in from an entirely different city or country that's unregulated by Coconut Village or whatever it is, Mushroom something or other. And they're ignoring the fact that, you know, Bongo, this guy right here, this monkey here, has a humongous heckin' cannon on his back all the time. And Bongo's little brother walks up when he's asleep, grabs it off of his nightstand, and goes on a spree. This is a a real description of real things that really happen in the United States every single day. But no, we should just spread them far and wide, right? I think the largest flaw in the book really was its black and white thinking. They said, either we should have a a gun in the hand of every man, woman, and child, or we can have zero guns whatsoever. There was no in-between portrayed in the book, in this children's book. Jesus, dude. You can't forget that this is a book written to convince kids that guns are good. Don't let that slip under the radar. Plus, the bad guys shouldn't have been a completely distinct animal from somewhere else. They should have been members of the village, indistinguishable from the rest. But then the story wouldn't have worked, see? It would only work if the town that these animals were from were completely outside the regulation of the rest of the town. That's why they told the story that way. Just absurd on every level.
3: Hey, I was just
0: curious about what you think about the uh, slavery reparations that they want to pass through. I I don't think I've heard about any bills being proposed, but I'm all for reparations. I think it would be fantastic. Uh, The black community was promised 40 acres and a mule when they were freed and never got it. They never got it. The reason they were promised that stuff is because it's like a game of Monopoly. You know, everybody comes over here. White people build a life and were allowed to work and own property and build things and have wives and children and build generational wealth while the black community was literal property. If it had been a game of Monopoly, it would be like the white population going around the board 16 times, buying up just about every piece of property on the board building starports and... uh, God, I'm used to Star Wars Monopoly. Building... God, what is it called? A monopoly? Building houses and hotels on everything. And then the black population is allowed to own property, finally. And they start going around the board. There's no generational wealth because they were literally not allowed to own property up until not even that long ago. They weren't allowed to vote until not even that long ago. There are people alive today who had grandparents or even parents who were slaves who were not allowed to own property who were not allowed to vote who were not allowed to sit in the white section on a on a bus this isn't that far removed it feels like it is it's not okay there were people alive today who advocated for segregation who fought for segregation as a matter of fact in 1982 I have a video that I'll be talking about sometime soon. Keep a lookout on my website, owenmorgan.com, for this. But I'm going to be talking about this, this video from 1982, November 4th, of a grand wizard of the KKK advocating for segregation. 1982, okay? Not that long ago. Still.
2: To begin
4: with, I believe a, a slight rebuttal is in order for your opening statements are the opening statements that was made about the Klan. We are not anti-Catholic. We are not anti-Semitic. Uh, we believe
0: That's simply untrue. They very obviously are. We
4: believe in the white race, we believe that at this point in time, that white Americans are being treated as second-class citizens. That is this sounding familiar? The federal laws, the civil rights laws, have created a dual system of justice in this country, uh, a set of federal laws that protects the interests of minorities, and local and state laws. But Grandin. Imp-
0: is this sounding familiar? These are the exact talking points Republicans are using right now. That's what I'm talking about. Okay? Anyways, the point is, it, it wasn't even that long ago. Let's keep listening to the caller. I'm sorry, I interrupted.
3: Reparations that they want to pass through. My calculation says that slavery was only 80 years in this country from 17. 17- eighty three to 1865
0: officially when this country was uh, found created well the country had existed for long before 1789 or 1776 or whatever it, it was here for like hundreds of years it was just under the control of other governments technically it wasn't until 1776 when the revolutionary war started and then 1789 when a new constitution was ratified and then officially slavery ended in uh 1960 or i'm sorry 1865 i think but it didn't even you know not all the slaves were even freed until years after that even there are still people alive today with parents and grandparents who were slaves And aside from all of that, despite all of that, there's still the problem of Jim Crow laws in the South literally creating a set of second class citizens in the United States who were not allowed to, you know, they were forced to segregate, not allowed to go to the same schools, not allowed to go to the same playgrounds or uh, shit, anything. Like, there was so much that they were limited from doing. Not allowed to live in the same neighborhoods, none of it. All the way up until 1965, and trust me, even after 1965, it was not easy. They had to struggle and fight and battle every step of the way.
3: calculation says that slavery was only 80 years in this country from 1783 to 1865, officially. When this country was uh,
0: found, created. In 1783, I believe, is when the Revolutionary War ended, but then the Constitution's ratified in 1789.
3: And the War of Independence was
0: over. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call. Um, ultimately, slavery existed long before the Revolutionary War, and the system of second-class citizenship existed long after slaves were freed. And it's an ongoing issue of mistreatment to this day against the black community. That's really the issue here. So, yeah, I do think that they should be given reparations because they built the foundation of this country and got nothing out of it, in my opinion. And they've been mistreated this entire time. So, yeah, I'm in favor of uh, reparations personally. Let me know what you think about it in the comments. And thank you for the phone call. I appreciate that.
4: Hey, um, this is Riley uh, from Oklahoma, and I'm one of the Christians that regularly watch your videos. Um, and first of all, please do not stop what you're doing. Uh, you're so much more educated on biblical text and historical connotations than most Christians I know by far.
0: I appreciate that.
4: Um, I do want your opinion on something. My husband sometimes sees and hears me watching your videos and worries that no matter how much we talk to and fight fundies and evangelicals, they'll never listen. Um, I, for one, am tired of being diplomatic with my evangelical family members, but I still want to believe I can help them and help them see the harm that they are doing. Uh, What are your thoughts? Um, Is there hope, or should I focus more on exposing lies than trying to fix the liars? Thanks so much.
0: I appreciate the phone call. Um, In my opinion, I think that we have to afford everybody the right or the privilege of assuming that they can be redeemed even if they're completely irredeemable we have to assume that you you know, have to give them that opportunity right so i continue trying now the reason that i do what i do is not for the evangelical nutcases who are like just dug into this position and will never find their way out the reason i do what i do is for moderates who are listening to these nutter butters like kenneth copeland and think he's onto something if I can just pull a couple of those people away or prevent them from going down that road, I've done my job. I focus a lot on Jehovah's Witnesses, of course, because that that issue is very close to me personally, having come from Jehovah's Witnesses. But, yeah, that's how I feel about it. In your specific case, I I don't know what your family is all about, how they feel, how deep the ra- or how deep down the rabbit hole they are, if it's even possible to pull them out or what. I don't know, but I personally never give up on anybody until they give up on me. My mom has become straight up abusive, and I don't need any of that in my life, so I've walked away from it. I know family members who are still nice to me, still good people, but are deeply brainwashed. I will never give up on them. Never. I will do everything I can for them until the day I die or the day they die, because I, I understand that they're not bad people, and I just want to do everything I can to help, you know? So I guess it just kind of depends on the situation and the person that you're dealing with and stuff like that. But I know it's not an easy situation. I, I've 100% been there. Good luck. I hope things work out. Got an email from uh, Jeff. Hi Owen, long-time subscriber. Love your stuff. The reason I'm writing is because I'm in the process of becoming an owner-operator of an extremely popular and well-regarded local fast food company. They are literally the industry standard in their field and have a great reputation amongst employees. That's why I chose them. I hear you talk about fast food work in your episodes. I am a full I'm sorry. I'm from full-service restaurant work where I currently manage 6 high-volume full-service restaurants. I have always treated people firm but fair. In other words, tough on the standard but easy on the people. I'm curious if you could tell me, as a former worker, what things I could do to make sure the environment is positive and productive. I plan to pay 15 plus an hour, provide tuition assistance, and pay for books slash school supplies. Interesting question. I appreciate the email. Now, I don't, you know, you obviously care. So this isn't directed to you. I just want to put that up front. In fact, I'm going to put this message at the front of this conversation, so you know. I'm not directing this to you. You care very clearly. You obviously care. I just really want to try to g- drill down on my perspective and make it clear in case there's somebody out there who doesn't seem to care, who may hear this, or workers who may be unaware of the situation. So th- that's the message I want to give to you. So take this with a grain of salt. I'm not talking to you when I go into this, okay? But yeah, all right, l- l- let's get into it. All right, let me put it this way. Like, I don't know what your finances look like. I don't know what your books look like or what your revenue or or whatever. I don't know what any of it looks like. But in my opinion, people are your greatest resource and asset. And if you make them happy, they will make you happy. They will help you. Now, I happen to know that, say, McDonald's, Pays their employees like their line workers, people making the sandwiches and ringing up the cash register. They pay those people ten dollars an hour, maybe fifteen dollars an hour. When they're paying their uh, their managers and even their higher up, like white collar people that sit behind a the desk, they're paying them closer to fifty thousand a year, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand. Hell, in some cases, two hundred thousand a year. Now, could some of that money be moved from The middle-class white-collar people down to the line managers and, and the workers absolutely could some of the money could could the employees there that are working at McDonald's you know folding the sandwiches and all that stuff could they be making 50 grand a year and the white collar people instead of making 100 grand a year they make 80 grand a year instead is that possible absolutely they could totally do that and guess what turnover would fall through the floor now mcdonald's doesn't give a shit about their employees because this is a super simple job that doesn't take that long to train and it doesn't matter how many people cycle in and out on um ultimately They can continue hiring person after person after person and lose very little money because they're paying out very little money for the position in the first place. If you pay your employees really well with money, not just benefits, but money, people like money, they will form a loyalty to your company that is invaluable. In addition to all of that, you are taking minutes of people's life away do you know how many minutes somebody gets in their life let's say uh 14 waking hours per day right because they gotta sleep and they get seven days a week and they get 365 days a year and how many adult waking years do they really get say 18 years old all the way to what's the life expectancy at in the u.s 70 that's 52 years. So they get about 265,000 hours in their life total ever waking hours. That's it. That's all they get. And they're giving you 40 of those hours per week. That's 2,000 hours a year they're giving you that they are not giving to their family members. They could be at home with their kid, hanging out, watching them take their first steps, walking with them going on a vacation and playing. They could be having a good time. They could be laying in bed with their wife. They could be watching a movie with her. They could be at their mom's deathbed instead of at your office selling their minutes to you because they need to pay the bills. You sure as shit better be compensating them well for the time that they are giving to you. I'm not saying that to you personally. I'm saying that like as a McDonald's, um, you know, higher up, the McDonald's CEO. You know how much revenue McDonald's made? I'm sorry, how much profit McDonald's made last year? McDonald's made $13 billion in profits in 2022. $13 billion in profits. And how many employees do they have? 200,000. That means they could give each and every employee roughly 50,000 additional dollars in addition to what they're giving them right now and still have $2 billion in profits. McDonald's is fucking their employees. They are stealing those people's minutes that they will never get back. They're going to go into a grave, losing that time with their child, Losing the time that they had to spend with their dying mom, with their wife. Instead of allowing those people to work an honest job and work hard and make decent money, enough to live off of, they're paying them practically nothing. And the person is bending over and grabbing their ankles for McDonald's, who made 13 billion dollars. In 2022 extra okay this isn't revenue this is profits and they fucked them if you you know if you're the person making that decision like in the case of like the mcdonald's ceo if there is a hell you'll be there anyways the point is i'm not talking to you again this is not about you this is about the mcdonald's ceo or the burger king ceo or whatever this is about them fucking their employees out of minutes of their life that are burned up permanently. They will never see those minutes again. They'll never get to spend those minutes with their kid on a lake fishing with them. They'll never get to spend those minutes showing their kid how to bait a hook. They'll never spend those minutes showing their kid how to whittle an action figure out of wood because they spent them at the mcdonald's restaurant folding your ass a burger anyway yeah let me know what you think about it I, and i'm so glad that you you com, uh, contacted me and asked what i thought you could do to make things better money money is the best way Take divert money from the people in the company that make the most and give it to the people that make the least and you'll have permanent loyalty in that company forever Company loyalty is really, really valuable. And not only that, but respecting yourself at the end of the day and knowing that you've done everything you can for the people around you. That's what I live for personally. Andrew Tate lives for, you know, extracting every penny out of the people around him. I live for giving to everybody around me and making sure they're okay. It's a fundamental difference between the two personality types. And also, in addition to that, one more thing I want to mention on this subject. In the comments, if you just scroll down a little bit, you will get some honest suggestions. I only want honest suggestions from people, okay? Honest suggestions. How can this restaurant manager slash owner make things better for the employees? Let him know, and don't be rude or don't, don't be dumb or whatever. Just be honest about things, okay? Next, we're going to talk about extremist Trumpist reaction to him pretending to be charged with a crime. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description.
1: Donald Trump may or may not have, I don't know and I don't care, been involved in a dalliance on the side
0: wow a man of gods a giga religious nutter butter who literally believes that donald trump is the messiah i'm not joking this guy believes it and i'll prove it in a second suddenly doesn't care if donald trump was involved in a dalliance on the side i thought this guy was super religious he's a pastor what happened to caring about the fact that gay people exist what happened to that that was at the forefront of your mind 10 minutes ago. That's all you could focus on. You're laser focused on gay kids just living their lives. You couldn't let it go. But this, you can let go. What was that again? Let's hear it. What was it he said exactly? Donald Trump may or may not have, I don't know, and I don't care. Huh. Don't care. Suddenly, dude doesn't care about sexual goings on outside of his own bedroom suddenly totally a hundred percent fine with it so let's talk about what's happening right now because what this guy's talking about here relates back to donald trump being indicted for a crime now is he actually going to be indicted i don't know is he ever going to spend a day in prison i doubt it but donald trump claimed that he was going to be indicted and arrested On Tuesday, quote unquote, this long past now, but that's what Donald Trump said. He said, I'll be arrested on Tuesday. Of course, it never happened. He claimed to be arrested on Tuesday and there was absolutely no evidence to back it up. And people just melted down over it. Let's look at some of the finest examples of Trumpists reacting to this news, this fake news that Donald Trump spread. Shane Vaughn says he doesn't care what donald trump did no he doesn't care about his dalliances fascinating now this guy believes trump to be the messiah actually listen to this one mid-august 2022
1: donald trump carries the prophetic seal of the calling of god he is joseph if you are anointed by yahweh for a specific plan and purpose, you are a Messiah.
0: Doesn't get much clearer than that, right? He's got to give the audience a second to think this one through. He's going to rub his face.
1: Yeshua was the Messiah of mankind, but Donald Trump is the Messiah of America.
0: Yeah, so he thinks that America is new Israel. And the founding fathers made a covenant with God, with Yahweh, to make this country new. There's a whole big theological thing behind it. Middle, middle, middle. He thinks Trump is the Messiah and that he's going to take the presidency back and spark Armageddon into being. That's the theology. Like I said, I have some videos about it. I'll link one of it, or I'll link the the most prominent video that I did on this subject in the description in the pinned comment if you want to see it. But let's listen to his whole breakdown of why some why a messiah, somebody that is so Jesus-like that he can bring about the end times. Let's see how he let's see what he has to say about a messiah having quote unquote dalliances on the side. Late March 2023. By the way, the word dalliance, underused, right? We should be using that word a lot more. I love the word dalliance. Here's the allegation. I'm going to break it down for you. Please.
1: So that you can understand
0: the whole picture. I want you to Great. Whole picture. I'm all for it. Let's have it. Lay it on me, Shane.
1: I want you to have it clear in your mind. Donald Trump may or may not have, I don't know and I don't care, been involved in a dalliance on the side. He says he didn't.
0: Oh, and Trump is the most trustworthiest person alive, of course. He's about to get to the rest. Let's just keep listening and see what else here.
1: I wasn't there.
0: I wasn't there, he said. You can't trust it if you weren't there, right?
1: I've got to choose whether to take his word, a successful businessman.
0: No, in no way. But okay. I mean, his dad was a successful businessman and then he passed his money down to Donald Trump or actually passed it down to his family and Donald Trump stole the money from the other family members. And, you know, actually, if Trump had just invested his money, his, uh, his dad's money and in index stocks and just let it grow on its own without doing anything else to it, he would have more than he has now. So Trump has actually done worse with the money than he would have done with just investing it. But okay, that's neither here nor there. Let's keep listening. He's not a successful businessman.
1: I wasn't there. I've got to choose whether to take his word, a successful businessman, or a porn star. I've got to choose which one to believe. Right? Okay, thank you.
0: Okay, so I guess that was the end of the story, and he felt he made his point. Actually, what happened was Donald Trump hired an escort, which was story Stormy Daniels. When he ran for president, he got his lawyer, Michael Cohen, to pay her, I think, $120,000, 130000 to stay quiet, don't say a word, just pretend it didn't happen between us, and you can have this money and donald trump took money from his election campaign fund and gave it to stormy daniels this is money that was donated to him through his campaign for you know advertising and building his you know his uh his election brand and all that stuff he gave it to stormy daniels instead that's a crime that's against the law he wants to pay stormy daniels to keep quiet i don't care go nuts He wants to sleep with her? Okay, great. I couldn't possibly care less, honestly. I'm actually in favor of legalizing prostitution. I think that's a good thing. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about Donald Trump misappropriating, misusing election funds. That's my problem. And by the way, Michael Cohen went to jail for his role. Charles Manson went to jail for his role in murders as well. People can be charged for inspiring illegal activities, even if they didn't personally do those illegal activities. Charles Manson instructed people to commit a bunch of murders. Donald Trump instructed Michael Cohen to take money from an election fund and give it to this person. And they did, and he ended up going to jail for it. Trump should go to jail for this too. Of course, he won't see a day in jail, but that's neither here nor there. So what we've learned here is that Donald Trump's supporters are justified, they're bending over backwards to find reasons to forgive Trump, pretend that he didn't do it, or he's innocent, or whatever. They're finding explanations for why he's not at fault, everybody else is at fault. He's the most trustworthy person alive, really. Here's another guy, another example of somebody reacting confusingly to Donald Trump's potential indictment over the Stormy Daniels situation. Mid-March 2023. Check this out.
5: Get the military, whatever few, are left that are going to side with the people that are standing there holding candles and banging pots and pans and expressing the will of the people, that you military personnel and you people with guns and badges and law enforcement will succumb to the will of the people. And ultimately, we demand, we absolutely demand that the criminals... The criminals in this country, if you want them held accountable, the criminals are Barack Obama, Eric Holder, Susan Rice, all this.
0: Dude, I only know one of those people. Who the hell are those others? It's like they live in an insulated little bubble where they only ever hear far right extremist conservative Christian nutcase news that is completely fabricated by basically everybody that 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 puts it out in the first place what did susan rice do what did eric holder what hell what did obama do that made him hate him so much this is just unhinged stuff dude so in retaliation for donald trump possibly being charged he hasn't even been charged by the way in retaliation for that prospect this guy wants to gather Obama and these other people up by the military. He wants the military to do this, okay?
5: Susan Rice, all, this entire criminal cabal that, that came about as a result of the murder of John F. Kennedy. The people,
0: John F. Kennedy. How did he get mixed up in this? I am so lost, dude. What does Obama have to do with John F. Kennedy? This is like people asking where was obama on 9 11 and either in implying one of two things either obama was involved in 9 11 or he was the president and didn't do anything for anybody on 9 11 like seriously, i'm telling you guys they live in like a fever dream 24 7 that's totally disconnected from reality okay so uh, what about john f kennedy
5: as a result of the murder of john f kennedy The people that perpetrated the murder of John F. Kennedy, rise up to that. Military, join us and put all of them up against a concrete wall, just like Ceausescu, and do what we must do to save not just our country, the entire world.
0: Dude, they live in a fantasy land 24-7. I'm being told Eric Holder was Obama's attorney general and Susan Rice was an advisor of some sort. Okay, were were any of them alive when John F. Kennedy was president or were they at least adults at the time? Like what? These people are just wild, dude. Oh my God. So they're coming completely off the hinges over the potential Trump indictment. By the way, like I said at the beginning of this, Trump was never indicted. They, like this is forever ago now. Trump said, "I'm going to be in indi- or I'm going to be arrested on Tuesday." He said this in a tweet on his truth social, whatever thing, right? And it never happened. The day came and went. He didn't have inside information on this, never did. You know what this was really about, in my opinion? Donald Trump doesn't like it when he's out of the media cycle. He doesn't like being outside the news cycle. He wants to be the focus 24-7. And now he said this thing that was very obviously false. And as a result, people are calling him Nelson Mandela. Really, that was the goal all along, to get people to say shit like this, to get people to defend him like Shane Vaughn at any cost. And it worked. They fell for it like the rubes that they are. They fell for it. Like the suckers that they've always been. Late March 2023, here's Julie Green addressing the situation with this fake indictment that was never announced, that was never even going to take place. Will it in the future? Maybe. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Trump obviously didn't have a beat on this information. Listen to what she says. They want to use this in many
4: different ways. That would kill the soul of our nation forever. Say, so, Julie, you're being dramatic, no?
0: Yeah, a little. I'm just saying, I'm glad that she's catching on. Glad she sees how others see her, too. Being dramatic, no?
4: There are things that God showed me this morning that they want to use this for. Our rightful president, right now, you are standing guard. And I thank you, Father God, for his guardian angels protecting him and standing guard. And I thank you, Father God, that our enemy cannot get past the bloodline. And I plead the blood of Jesus.
0: Can't get past the what? Bloodline. Can't get past the bloodline? What is their obsession with blood, with pleading blood on things and bloodlines and blood libel and blood this and that. like why I don't understand I would really prefer nobody pleaded it on anything or bathed in it or or nothing please just stay away from it it's just weird now it's always been weird
4: line and i plead the blood of jesus over our rightful president i plead the blood of jesus over everyone that surrounds him i plead the blood of jesus over his mar-a-lago his home and any other place that he's in over his vehicles and i thank you father god for giving them and everyone around him wisdom and knowledge and understanding
0: giving everyone around him wisdom knowledge and understanding as if like nobody has prayed for this up to this point and then she just connected the dots and she was like you know what? I bet nobody has prayed for people around him to help him. I should probably do that. And if I do, it'll help him, right? So now she's finally, look, this pro- this prophecy that she's giving, there's a little clock in the background. I don't know if you can read it. It says March 21st, 2023, 522 a.m. Wow, she's up early or up late, I guess. Now, March 2023, she's sitting here praying that donald trump surrounds himself with good people she is about as trumpy as they come she was with him all through 2016 and here we are seven years later or something so, yeah seven and she's just now praying he gets good people around him genius either it didn't work when you prayed for it last and that means it's not going to work now or this is the first time you've thought of it it can only be one
4: that nothing 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 that is when waged against him, it will not go as planned. Father God, I thank you and I praise you that your army, that your army, angel armies, are protecting our nation. You said they were protecting our borders, they were surrounding our nation, no matter what things look like.
0: Oh, right. Because I think she did like a, a bizarre prophecy where God supposedly told her that he sent. Angel armies to protect the border. I guess that means the border is good to go now, right? Tip top shape. Don't have to worry about like people slipping through or anything anymore because God sent his angel army to guard it for us. Or is she still complaining about the porous border? It, again, it can only be one. It can only be one. Did Julie Green successfully close the border, which honestly isn't even open by praying for angels to go guard it or is it still open because of biden or whatever other fever dream nonsense she lives in yeah check this one out this is mid-march 2023 she did another video about this she this is like on the forefront of her mind donald trump's indictment or fake indictment
4: i told you my children don't worry about the things that you see because the things that you see are temporary What they are trying to do to your rightful president. That's a laughing matter. There will be no indictment of my son. Not the way they wanted it to go.
0: Mm, See, this is interesting. Julie Green, if you're unfamiliar, she is... She was a campaign prophet for the Doug Mastriano campaign. Doug Mastriano was running for governor in Pennsylvania in 2020 no, or 2022, I think. Now, luckily, he lost. Right. So he lost to Josh Shapiro. That's the actual Democratic Pennsylvania governor. So anyways, she was his campaign profit. I didn't know that was a position, but apparently it is. She's pretty high up, pretty influential, nothing to sneeze at. And here's how she does her little parlor trick. Psychics have been doing this for decades, nay, centuries. It's a cold reading trick where you throw out some suggestions and you set it up in such a way that you can't be proven wrong. Listen to her little prophecy here one more time.
4: There will be no indictment of my son. Not the way they wanted it to go
0: okay so she made a direct claim there won't be an indictment of my son right and of course her his son is supposed to be trump i guess apparently so now if he doesn't get indicted she considers herself to be proven correct and if he is indicted she's got that little hedge at the end not the way they wanted it to go so she can pick out any little detail about the indictment and say, look, this is a little bit different than usual. That's what I meant when I prophesied. Like, for example, no chance in hell Trump is spending a day in jail ever, right? So she's going to pick up on that. She's going to claim, well, I said not the way they wanted it to go. And what I meant, or what God meant when he told me this was, Democrats wanted Trump in jail, but they didn't get that. So it's not the way they wanted it to go. He was indicted, but it didn't go the way they wanted that's the parlor trick she cannot be wrong it's impossible for her to be wrong in this situation because of how she set it up
4: oh no 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 the indictments oh yes there will be indictments I promise you but it will be indictments for those want the ones excuse me for the ones who are trying to make this indictment because this is a time of seed time and harvest
0: seed time and harvest okay
4: and i told you before many many times in many other words i've given to you they are reaping a harvest they have no idea what's coming
0: i have no idea what's going on to be perfectly honest just bizarre stuff dude that's julie green oh my god am i glad mastriano lost his election that would have been Truly devastating to democracy. That guy is a QAnon extremist. Obviously, she's a QAnon extremist too. She said some absolutely wacky stuff before. This isn't even close to the weirdest thing she's said.
4: I am an end to their plans because I am the great I am.
0: Jesus, dude. She is an odd bird. That is for sure. These people. I'm talking the people that we just covered who are opposed to Donald Trump's indictment. Julie Green, Pete Santilli, uh, Shane Vaughn. They they have no principle. Donald Trump literally hired a prostitute. And then when he ran for president, paid that prostitute to not say a word about their relationship. And they still believe the guy to be the messiah. They still believe him to be innocent, just being railroaded. They, they're they're in a cult. They live in a delusion, a fantasy land. They're completely disconnected from reality. All of them at this point. I mean, not to imply that this is the first sign that they lived in a delusion, because it's certainly not. Listen to this. This is from uh, mid-August 2022. This is another Julie Green clip. This is about Nancy Pelosi.
4: They know Nancy can't handle the presidency. No. They know she's a drunk.
0: Again, she's reading a script that God gave her. Okay, This isn't from Julie Green. Supposedly, it's from God himself. And he says, they know Nancy Pelosi is a drunk. Okay.
4: But they know she is dying, and they helped with that. They are now disposing of anyone they feel is no longer useful to them.
0: Useful to them.
4: She fell the puppet masters with her two impeachments that didn't work. No, no assignment and anything they gave her against Trump, it didn't work. So now she is seen as a failure. Her days are coming to an end and she will not last until the 2020 midterm elections.
0: Ooh, oops. Yeah, that that didn't really work out, did it? She meant 2022 midterms because uh, she doesn't have a clock here. But again, this video came out August 2022. So and it was just like a couple months before the midterms. Anyway, yeah, that one kind of fell flat, didn't it? Is she being called on this? Are people in her chat writing her as she prophesies more saying, hey, Nancy Pelosi didn't die. What happened? You know? You gave us a false prophecy and the Bible has a very specific prescription for that kind of thing. No, no. They're in there spreading supportive messages. You know why? Because they believe her. They think she knows what she's talking about. These people, the ones that I've talked about tonight, have always lived in a fever dream since the beginning. You know, these people are largely like born into this religious nonsense and have spread it since they were little. It's honestly sad and and now apparently are willing to give up on every principle they ever claimed to hold because their literal messiah who they believe to be their messiah slept with a prostitute and had to pay her hush money. Now they're bending themselves into pretzels to excuse it away. Okay, I'm sorry. You know what? Prostitute may not be the right word. I may have to go back. Stormy Daniels is a porn star and don to, to my knowledge when this is edited i will find this out for sure and i will correct this if i'm i'm wrong on this but i believe donald trump paid her to be with him i believe it was like an escort service type of situation where they get together and they go out uh i could be wrong but i will correct it in the final video either way anyway let me know what you think about this in the comments this is just mind-blowing to me Next, we're going to talk about what the QAnon world is up to right now. It's getting even weirder, if you can believe it. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon, and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description. Jesus was a psyop from God. (laughs) He, He came to Earth to change
1: the way we think.
0: Yeah, so this is a guy named Dave Hayes. He goes by The Praying Medic. He is a popular QAnon influencer, about as high up as it gets without actually hitting Q himself. He is what's called a Q interpreter. Now, if you're unfamiliar with this whole movement and, and belief system, I'll just give you a short 30-second rundown of like how it happened, where it started, and, and how it works, basically. QAnon isn't really a religion. QAnon is a political cult that has religious aspects to it. Um, So they don't have prophets or preachers or pastors in QAnon. They have what's called interpreters. So QAnon started when a guy who called himself Q Clearance Patriot started posting cryptic, random, big, long posts on a website called 4chan, which is kind of like Reddit, except for extremists, incels, and Trump supporters in a nutshell. So, Q Clearance Patriot posts this big long thing in 2017 about how Hillary Clinton was about to be arrested the next day, and you could ask the National Guard posted wherever as proof, and blah, blah, blah. Claimed to be somebody that was really high up in the military. So high up that they have. Q security clearance, which is a security clearance that only exists within one department of the government, the the Department of Energy. So this is the type of people who work on like nuclear weapons and stuff. They would have Q clearance, for example. As it turns out, we've come to find that Q, the guy who posted his Q, is not and never was in the military or affiliated with the military or whatever in any way when it started out on 4chan it was a guy named paul ferber probably being assisted by a woman named tracy beans diaz she went by beans or tracy beans but her name was tracy diaz they eventually those two or at the very least paul ferber moved the account to a a platform called 8chan which if you can believe it is even worse than 4chan it's Filled with CP and all kinds of really bad, messed up stuff. It presented itself as like a fully free speech platform. So, naturally, the worst human beings on planet Earth congregate there. People interested in spreading CP, uh, neo Nazis, um, you know, incels, just anybody that considers themselves to be the lowest dregs of society show up there and talk about how much they love the things that are truly deeply evil to love, So, like Hitler. So anyways, um, he moves to 8chan, and when that happened, the writing style of Q noticeably changed. It was somebody different when the account moved to 8chan. It was very obviously a different person speaking. At that point, we are very confident that... The account was taken over by the administrator of 8 of the website, Ron Watkins, which is this guy right here. And his dad was assisting Jim Watkins. Jim Watkins was in the military at one point, back in like the 70s or something. I think he's in like the Navy maybe? I don't remember. And as a result, he was capable of coming up with jargon That seemed semi-convincing that it was from somebody that was in the military. Um, And again, through this entire thing for years, since 2017, all the way up to this moment now, they continue, Jim and Ron, continue to post things that are cryptic and not really super meaningful, but are kind of decoded, for lack of a better term, by people like the praying medic, interpreters. That's what I mean when I say it doesn't have priests, it has interpreters. People that kind of put two and two together and create a weird little story out of what they think the Q drop means. That's what they call it when he posts a Q drop. Ultimately, the drops mean absolutely nothing. They're just using cryptic language to seem like they're trying to like reveal secrets to people in a veiled way. It's completely made up. All of it's completely made up. Like I said, these people, Jim and Ron, are not affiliated with the military. They are not connected to anybody in the U.S. government or any of that stuff. Ron actually ran for Congress in Arizona. He ran for um, just the House of Representatives, Arizona House of Representatives in 2022. He lost, of course, but I wanted to take a look at his debate, just a a minute or two of it, because it's actually pretty funny. As it turns out, he's this. I don't know what word should. What should I. Uh, what word should I use here? Skeevy is he? a, I guess you could say he's a skeevy little guy, a, a squirrely little guy, as you'll see in a minute. But when I'm done showing you who Q is, I wanted to talk about what QAnon is up to right now. I want to talk about what Ron is posting to the QAnon forums and how it's being interpreted by members of QAnon right now. So listen to Ron go through this weird little debate that he did when he was trying to become a member of Congress in Arizona. This is late April, 2022.
3: My name is Ron Watkins and I am not a politician. I can tell. I am an entrepreneur and I'm a computer scientist. We have to send a fighter and I am your fighter. I am fighting for you. If you send me to DC, you will know that I will be fighting against this evil, and I will make sure that we drive them back, and I will make sure- Drive who back? (laughs) Your guess is as good as mine, I suppose. Drive them back, and I will make sure that your rights are, are kept.
0: Kept, okay. I would have said respected or protected, but kept works.
3: Biggest issue for this district is the border wall.
0: Okay, well, one one other thing. He said that he's a computer scientist. Um, I guess that's fair. Uh, not really a computer scientist. He's a computer programmer. He he didn't even write 8chan. He didn't write the code. He just, I think, purchased the code from a, a guy. I forget the guy's name now. But he set up the system on his dad's server firm in the Philippines, which makes it completely immune from, you know, United States legal interference or anything. They can put anything up and not be arrested for it, basically, because they're in the Philippines. So he was administrating this server. Um now it hasn't he hasn't come out and said I am Q. He continues to deny it, but it's ninety nine point nine nine percent sure that he is Q. People have done writing analysis, like writing style analysis between his Twitter account and the QAnon account. They're exactly the same. If he isn't Q, he knows who Q is because he's the administrator of the website. He knows Q's location. He knows Q's real information. He, you know, He's interacted with Q supposedly on the forum a billion times. I only... Put that hedge in there for the sake of not being sued into oblivion. I believe, it's my personal belief, that this guy is cute, but it's really hard to know for sure. Anyway, keep listening here.
3: The issue for this district is the border wall. The border wall was not completed, and there are actually sections of it that were destroyed. And I went down to those sections and I asked the locals, how did this section of the border wall get destroyed? And they told me that Biden sent the Army Corps of Engineers down there to destroy the border wall.
0: Biden sent the Army Corps of Engineers to destroy the border wall. Why would Biden do something like that? Really?
3: For flood, for p- flood prevention
0: issues. So I went. Oh wait! If it, if there's a legitimate reason, then why are you even complaining about this?
3: I went down there and I saw with my own eyes. I saw the coyotes sitting right across the border.
0: Okay, (laughs) if you don't know what this is, coyotes are people who smuggle other people into the US or whatever for a fee. And usually they're viewed as bad people. You know, extortionate, they, they blackmail people, they take money from them and take advantage of them when they're at their weakest point, that kind of thing. So he goes down there, sees the coyotes, go on.
3: Oh, with my own eyes, I saw the coyotes sitting right across the border. The coyotes looked me in the eyes and they ran away.
0: Totally, totally, because you're such a threatening person. It's super scary to think that this guy would look you in the eye, right? And coyotes, human traffickers, literal human traffickers, people who are moving others across the border, extorting them, dealing in drugs and weapons and all that. They're intimidated by this guy looking them in the eye. That, that checks out 100%
3: looked me in the eyes and they ran away. I want to say that we would not even be in Ukraine if President Biden did not shut down the Keystone Pipeline on the first day. Okay, interesting. Because now that that's shut down, we have to get our oil and we're getting it from Russia and we're getting all these problems through the Ukraine and that would not have happened
0: if uh, Biden did not so you see the Ukraine. This, this is Q, people. This is the guy that started or that runs QAnon. Didn't start it. That was Paul Ferber. This guy runs QAnon. Really? This is all pure unadulterated nonsense from beginning to end, every last bit of it. For the record, Keystone XL pipeline was a method of moving oil from one location to another location. If the Keystone Pipeline is not in operation, which it is, by the way, but if it weren't, we would be moving that oil through trucks instead of the pipeline. What does How does Russia factor into this at all? Because the, the Keystone Pipeline is not in operation, it is. We have to get oil from Russia? We don't need to get oil from Russia. We can get oil from Canada or Alaska or whatever. Oh, we have our own oil. We can still get the oil from the sources we were going to get it from with the Keystone Pipeline. We just have to use trucks instead. It's a transportation method, not an oil production method. It's all propaganda, all the way down.
3: Through the Ukraine, and that would not have happened if uh, Biden did not... So you see, the 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 Ukraine,
0: the, 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 the
3: pipeline helped prompt Russia to invade Ukraine.
0: Absurd on every level. Makes no sense at all. Yes, sir, because we've got all of this oil
3: coming through from Russia to the United States and they want the better routes to bring the
0: oil through. I don't are we even getting any oil from Russia? I don't believe we are. I think we get most of our oil from Texas, Alaska and some from Canada. The US is largely energy independent and we buy and sell some oil. But I think it's like net zeros out. Like we sell as much as we buy and vice versa or we buy some externally to build our stockpiles or whatever it's not like you know we're we're shipping in massive amounts of oil from like other places L- let me just verify this okay so in 2021 imports from russia accounted for eight percent of all u.s petroleum imports which includes a three percent share of crude oil imports and 20 percent share of petroleum products imports let's find out Okay, so apparently we didn't take very much oil from Russia in 2000, but in 2020 we we got a lot of what is unfinished oils, crude oil. Not sure what the difference is between unfinished and crude. And why are we getting it from Russia? The fourth largest share of combined US petroleum imports from Russia were residential fuel, I'm sorry, were residual fuel oil, making up 4% in 2021. More than half of the residual fuel oil imported from Russia in 2021 had a sulfur content greater than 1%. Residual fuel oil is often consumed in the U.S. as a marine bunker fuel. But residual fuel oils with relatively high sulfur content do not meet U.S. marine bunker fuel specifications. Interesting. Okay, well, maybe we do get some oil from Russia. I thought for sure we didn't get very much from it. Okay, so in the United States, in 2021, oil production in the U.S. reached 16.6 million barrels per day, slight increase from the previous year. And in 2021, we used uh, 20 million barrels, basically, 20 million barrels in 2021. So we produce 16 million, we use 19 or 20 million. Uh, So there you go. Um, Well, 16.6 divided by 20, let's see. So we are using, or so we have to purchase about sixteen and a half percent of the oil that we use. Um, we're producing eighty four percent of it, give or take. Uh, so there is your answer
3: coming through from Russia to the United States, and they want the better routes to bring the oil through.
6: That's not why they went into Ukraine.
0: For the record, um, with oil production and stuff like that. Oil is a different makeup in different parts of the world. And you have to have different refinery equipment for different areas. Like Middle Eastern oil refinery equipment is not really compatible with like Russian oil or Venezuelan oil or hell, even Alaskan oil. It doesn't work that way. It needs to. Oh, and it's way, way more expensive to refine it to, you know, to ship it over to the United States and refine it here than just refining it there. So when you're refining oil, basically you just take a bunch of oil that you pull right out of the the ground and you heat it, you put it in a vacuum and you heat it up to a certain temperature. I'm just throwing incorrect temperatures out there for the sake of the example. Don't quote me on these temperatures. Say you heat the oil up to 210 degrees fahrenheit and it's under a vacuum of like 30 torr or something right if you do that gasoline will start boiling out you heat it up to 220 degrees you get kerosene boiling out 230 degrees you get butane boiling out you know that's how it works that's how oil is refined and again it varies from location to location and equipment to equipment and When you refine it like that, when you boil these products out, you'll find Vaseline builds up along, you know, the equipment. Vaseline, again, is a, a byproduct of oil refinery. It's a petroleum product. Kind of interesting. So anyways, it's way cheaper to just refine it all right there on site rather than shipping all of the oil over to like the United States and refining it. Uh, just a little fun fact about how oil refining works
3: and they want the better routes to bring the oil through
6: that's not why they went into Ukraine Ukraine they went into Ukraine because Ukraine didn't want to be part of NATO
0: so th- I believe this is the Republican that was uh battling Q or Ron Watkins in the primaries and this guy won he won the uh the primary election right w- Ron Watkins got percent of the vote 3,000 votes apparently 2,999 Eli Crane apparently a white guy won the Republican primary at the time yeah that was Walter Blackman that he was debating and Blackman actually got pretty close he had 19,000 votes to the winners 26,000 or 27,000 votes Blackman got 24 percent the winner Eli Crane got 34 percent Ron Watkins got four percent but ultimately the seat went to the. Oh, yeah. Uh, check it out. The, the seat went to the Republican, Eli Crane. Um, Eli Crane won in the general election with 54 percent of the vote. Tom O'Halloran, the Democrat, won uh, lost with 46 percent of the vote. So anyway, listen to the, the runner up. This is the number two in the Republican primary. Listen to him. Just simply shred Ron Watkins or Q on this subject.
6: That's not why they went into Ukraine. They went into Ukraine because Ukraine didn't want to be part of NATO. Listen, you're trying to be you're trying to work on the national.
0: No, that Ukraine did want to be part of NATO. Russia did not want them to be part of NATO
6: did want to be part of nato listen you're trying to be you're trying to work on the national stage and you don't even know why the war started in ukraine
0: i love it shred this dude
6: brain it had nothing to do with the keystone pipeline the keystone pipeline caused the the inflation and the increase in our gas
0: prices oh i love it dude this is all incorrect of course but he's correcting him on the talking points at the very least he's trying to set his talking points right like you can't even get the talking points right this is pitiful
6: the reason why they went into ukraine is because russia wanted ukraine as they had them pre-world war ii and ukraine wanted to be part of nato
0: respond that, right that's correct what he just said there is correct respond please he's right i made a mistake oh i love it dude true politician okay let me tell you something ron about being a politician never admit you're wrong ever that is a sign of weakness in political land not that i think it's wrong i think it's a good thing to admit your mistakes but uh yeah looks a little bit weak maybe that's why he lost just ugh, god so that's q that's q now listen to greg greg and praying medic aka dave hayes talk about this fever dream they have built a full-blown political cult around this movement, around this guy, this guy, this one dude. Listen to what they had to say. Greg Stinchfield, by the by, I think he he's like an ex-Newsmax host or an ex-One America News Network host. I don't even remember where he's from exactly, but basically all he does now is talk about how great QAnon is. So listen to what he says here.
7: It's literally signed by Q. So anybody watching like the mainstream media is going to go crazy on this. Let me just...
0: Yeah, so Donald Trump tweeted something out that was according to them, I believe, copied and pasted from the QAnon account.
7: Read uh and I think
0: this is part of the quote the the quote that the Q post. Division is man made. This is a perfect example of a Q post. Listen to how cryptic and stupid this is. Like how completely meaningless it is. And think about how the how these people have to twist themselves into pretzels to come up with some as-backwards explanation of what it even means.
7: Division is man-made. Division is designed to keep you powerless. Division is designed to keep you fighting each other. Division is designed to keep you enslaved. The narrative has you. And then it's signed by Q. Now, President yeah. Trump has to know the sign by Q. I mean, he could have just copied and pasted <laughs> it and said the same message without the Q. He's
0: got to know what he's doing there. Some people take the, take the... These people are obsessed with Q and obsessed with the idea that Donald Trump is secretly in on it or maybe that Trump even is Q. Again, Trump is not Q. It was Ron Watkins and before him, Paul Ferber. It's just... God, they built, a, they built a, an entire political cult and integrate it into their religious beliefs seamlessly. And it's all fake. It's embarrassing.
7: The Q, he's
0: gotta know what he's doing there. Some people take the the view that Trump is only pandering
7: to that community.
0: Oh, absolutely.
7: And it's a large community. So you know my beliefs on this is I don't think he's pandering to the Q community. I think he's building the Q community. I think he and his team is responsible For building the Q community.
0: So again, he thinks that Trump is QAnon or Trump is like controlling the the account or something. That's just not the case. I mean, I guess Trump may work with Ron Watkins or may have in the past, but I don't think Trump is controlling it to any degree. I think he's just trying to get that group of people under his thumb. Simple as that. And, and, And the passion behind it. So, yeah, these people are absolutely unhinged from reality and obsessed with the idea that Donald Trump is secretly involved in the QAnon, whatever, naturally. Well, those aren't the only QAnon people or the the only QAnon beliefs. Okay, this is Francine Fosdick on the right here, and she is on air with Christina Bob, which, by the by, is one of Donald Trump's lawyers or was recently. I don't know if she still is. Um, just further reinforcing Donald Trump's like connection to and role in all of this. The fact it, it's reinforcing the fact that Donald Trump wants to like be linked to QAnon, even though it's completely absurd. He wants to to kind of be integrated into that movement. Anyways, listen to what Christina Bob and Francine Fosdick had to say to each other on this QAnon podcast.
8: Now I'm going to say something, and you probably think I'm off the wall, but you know, it's very weird to me. I mean, being a, I was in the medical field before, and
0: oh my god, imagine having a nurse like this person who believes this crazy stuff.
8: To be able to talk at one point, like okay, and then to jumble all these words, and then to see different earlobes and different mouth. Uh, I mean.
0: You're talking about uh, Joe Biden right now. Joe Biden apparently went from being a normal person who could communicate well to have, you know, jumbling up his words and having different earlobes. Really, there, there, there's a conspiracy behind every blade of grass with these people. Really, just wait till you hear what he is. I bet you think, okay, body double or something, right? No, no.
8: Different earlobes and different mouth. uh, I mean and teeth i don't know i mean are we dealing with like clones here
0: (laughs) clones dude clones if it's a clone by definition isn't it exactly like the original that's not even how cloning works you have to the clone is just a replication of the original dna so if you create a clone out of something it's born with the same dna as the original and has to grow up and live the entire life The original had to live it doesn't come with its same memories or its same experiences or any of that it's just got its dna that's it why did they jump to clones rather than body doubles really i mean putin likely has body doubles i wouldn't i mean i i think i'd be surprised to learn that biden had a body double i don't think he has a reason to have a body double but why clone why claim it's a clone I don't know. I mean,
8: are we dealing with, like, clones here <laughs> whatever? I don't know. You know, I've heard that.
0: Trump's attorney, okay? Trump's attorney is about to say this.
8: I don't know. You know, I've heard that, and I'm just going to say, if, if they picked a clone, they picked a really bad
0: clone. Exactly. Oh, my God. Somebody is finally saying it to these QAnoners who will listen, hopefully. Maybe they'll listen to Christina Bob. Are you serious with this?
8: A really bad clone. Like, I would think you'd want an improvement because it's not hard to improve on what we've got. So, pers- I don't personally buy it because if I were going to pick a lookalike, I'd pick someone competent who's capable of carrying on a conversation.
0: Exactly. Oh my God. She's poking every hole in this conspiracy theory. Thank you, Christina Bob. I appreciate this. Although, she's a far right nutter butter too. She doesn't get any passes here. But yeah, exactly. Why would they pick somebody who stumbles over their words? Why wouldn't they pick a clone that was like competent? I mean, Biden doesn't stumble over his words, really. He's had a stutter since he was a little kid. And he's overcome that really, really impressively, honestly. But in their minds, he does stumble over his words constantly. In their minds, Biden has been replaced by a clone who can't talk straight. Why? Really? Think of the motives here. What would the motives be? It's just absurd on every level. They live in a fever dream.
8: Full of carry on a conversation. But you know, That's I don't
0: know. That's a good point. That's a good so. point. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Where are these people's heads? Why didn't they why didn't any of this stuff cross their minds in the first place? They've been talking about clones controlling the country for like years now. Give me a break. Here's another example of a honor. Talking about clones, early May 2020. This is uh, Kirsten Weldon. Rest in peace, Kirsten. She died of COVID after screaming about how evil the vaccine was and how it was a plot by the deep state to. Blah, 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 blah. Then she died. Sadly, I don't take any solace in that fact. I'm sorry. In all seriousness, jokes aside, I don't want anybody to die. Okay, life is the rarest and most precious thing in the universe, in my opinion. On, on planet Earth, in the solar system, in the galaxy, in the universe. And it hurts me to know that anybody loses their life prematurely or, or loses their life at all. She, despite the fact that she was brainwashed into brainwashing others about the vaccine being evil and everything else, I didn't want her to lose her life. So I'm really sorry to hear that. Kirsten W. is the, is the one that died by the by the one on the right. So let's listen to what she had to say about clones before she died.
8: I want to just get something clear about your source Your source that's providing this information. This is a source you've used for how long?
9: Um, on and off for like the whole time I've been on maybe like two and a half years.
0: So she's used this source for two and a half years, okay? The source is going to say something fucking psychotic, isn't it? I just know this source is going to say something absolutely unhinged from reality.
8: Okay. and how often have they been wrong in giving you information
9: zero
0: times I bet zero times
9: wow zero
0: yeah.
8: okay well that's zero. let's hope today predicted- is not the day to decide to be wrong and throw you for a loop but uh, well
9: they even predicted the um ruth Bader Ginsburg was um, dead january nineteenth, uh January 2019 and so
0: Wow. Ruth Bader Ginsburg's apparently been dead since January 2019. In reality, she died September 18th, 2020. Not January 2019 or whatever, but okay. Go on.
9: 2019.
0: So they predicted that she was dead in 2019, and she's using that as a W. She's saying, look, this is proof this source is real.
9: January 2019, I'm sorry, and... They exhumed her body and destroyed it, so there's no proof of that. Then they had two doubles for her, and um, one was very tall, so she'd keep seated the whole time, but, and then one ran off, so they have none left.
0: One ran off. A body double who is a clone, I guess, ran off one of Ruth Bader Ginsburg's clones, and then the other one died, I I guess, is what she said? Keep
9: seated the whole time, but, and then one ran off, so they have. None left. So that would be Ruth Bader Ginsburg, of course, protected by the very corrupt Justice Roberts, who got three trillion dollars of our funds mm-hmm. when Tower Seven went down, and
0: oh boy, this is getting worse.
9: Gave the remainder of the ten trillion to the Bushes and the.
0: Okay, wow. 10. Okay, so what was that? $13 trillion total that he got his hands on of taxpayer money? Wow. Okay. And what exactly did he do with it? There is no trillionaire on planet Earth that we know of. People have speculated maybe Putin is a trillionaire, but it, really, there's no way to know that for sure because he hides his assets really thoroughly. This is a complete fever dream. This is absolutely unhinged from reality. So if you were wondering what QAnon is up to, they are talking about clones running the country and secret body doubles sitting in for Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and now they're running off because they were held in captivity or something, apparently. And they're claiming that Donald Trump is actually Q. These people, in all seriousness, desperately need mental help. They really, they need something. I don't know what. And a team of therapists to sit them down and and deprogram them from all of the garbage that this guy right here programmed in. I don't know what it would take exactly, but this guy has done untold amounts of damage to society, and honestly, he should spend time in jail for that, in my opinion. Let me know what you think about it in the comments. Next, we're going to talk about Pastor Jason Rapert setting up an organization to turn the U.S. into a Christian nationalist state, the National Association of Christian Lawmakers, NACL. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon, and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description.
10: We've had banks failing in this country. Do you know what some of those banks were doing? Do you know why SVB failed? Do you want to know the real reason why? Please tell me. It's because they were giving money to the ungodly. They were giving money to the
0: woke leftists in
10: this country.
0: Okay, yeah, this is a guy named Jason Rapert. Yes, I know. It's a fantastic name. I think so anyways. He's a Christian nationalist extremist. And he was previously a member of the, I think, Arkansas Senate and is now uh, he lost his election. So he's now just Pastor Jason Rapert. Honestly would have changed my name if I were him. But since he lost his election, he decided to get involved in politics in another way by starting something called the Christian. Uh, uh, wait, the National Association of Christian Lawmakers. That's it. He's been pushing this organization pretty hard. And it gets absolutely crazy, some of the things that they're doing right now and some of the things that he's already accomplished while using this organization. So I want to talk about Jason Rapert, who he is, what he believes, and what he's been doing with his National Association of Christian Lawmakers. Check this out, late March 2023
10: it's because they were given money to the ungodly they were given money to the woke leftists
0: in this country that were pushing this queer ideology in your schools they were given money. nobody's doing that by the by like there is no woke leftist mob that's pushing queer ideology on anybody like this is just a right-wing fever dream concocted in their heads and nowhere else
10: schools they were giving money to people that think you can cut the breasts off a of little girls cut the off a of little boys
0: okay nobody is doing that all right what how would you even do that with girls cut the breasts off little girls how would you do that they don't have them nobody's doing this this is not happening anywhere in the united states he's just completely making this up or is he making it up i'm not sure if this guy really believes the nonsense that he's spreading. If he's making it up, if he's hearing it from somebody else or what, it's so hard to know for sure.
10: That is why they failed.
0: Now, just God, this guy is absolutely unhinged from reality. So he thinks that the banks that failed recently, if you're watching five years in the future, SVB, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, and I think maybe one more now, I don't remember, failed. And the reason was because... There was a bank run. People went and withdrew their money from the ATMs because they saw the bank turning in treasury bonds at a loss. And that worried them. So they withdrew all of their money. And that means that the bank had to withdraw their money from the, you know, the investments that they had going on, which means they took a loss on it. It was a positive feedback loop that drove the banks into the ground, basically. That's what happened. But. You know, that explanation isn't neat and pretty and doesn't fit in his little woke leftist box. So he has to come up with some bizarre, unhinged explanation that somehow routes back to people to the left of hunting the homeless for sport or to blame. He has to find an explanation for that. So as I said, he started this organization called the National Association of Christian Lawmakers that is designed to, and I quote, stop wokeism let's listen to what he says about it late late march 2023
10: this is what the nacl does every day all across this country we are fighting for the lives of little babies we are fighting against the people that are putting the the queer books into your school libraries and trying to groom these children into homosexuality we're
0: standing up we're pursuing school board policies jesus christ dude none of this is happening none of this is happening you cannot groom a kid into homosexuality what a thing to even say that is absolutely unhinged from reality you're either gay or you're not gay and that's just what it is and if you disagree with that then why don't you try being gay just go out and be gay if that's not something you can do then you must acknowledge that it's not a choice that people make right logic doesn't factor into this equation this is all about hating somebody Hating a group of people. And by the way, just for the record, what he's saying here has been repeated by the KKK for the past 50 years. These are open KKK talking points that he's repeating right now.
10: Standing up, We're pursuing school board policies to save the nation. We're standing up and have our members running bills in the halls of the state legislatures to stand up against this woke ideology, to push back against the things of the devil in our country.
0: Jesus Christ. So I guess he started the NACL in an effort to fight woke ideology, quote-unquote. What is woke ideology, anyways? You know, when push comes to shove, they are forced to define it. In reality, it's anything I don't like. But they were forced to define it in court recently, and here's how they defined it. any uh, Social equity. Anything designed to make people more and uh, make society more equitable. That's basically it. That's how Ron DeSantis defined it in court. That's how, you know, all of these other people define Somebody wrote a book on it and they defined it that way in the book. Usually it's just whatever I hate. But when push comes to shove, it's social equity. That's what he seems to be fighting against, social equity, making things more equitable in society. Really, how do you fight something like that? How do you fight social equity with a straight face? I mean, and this face is about as straight as it comes, um, literally, not figuratively.
10: The state legislatures to stand up against this woke ideology, to push back against the things of the devil in our country.
0: Jesus, dude. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's what the NACL is for, to fight woke ideology or whatever. Late March 2023, check this one out. I guess the NACL has a very specific focus. Oh, let me explain real quick before we listen. The NACL, basically the organizational structure is this. It operates like a church for all intents and purposes, but it seems to be made up of politicians and lawyers who write legislation that is pro-Christian, that's anti-gay, anti-trans, anti-whatever these people hate, and they submit that legislation to other politicians, active ones. So he lost his position as a, a, an Arkansas senator. And as a result, he started writing the legislation to hand to these people, these politicians, that they can then put up for a vote in their legislatures or give to their governors as, as executive orders or whatever. So he's taking all of the work off these people's backs and influencing legislation all the same. There are actually a number of different organizations out there that do this. Uh, Right-wing think tanks, basically. The Federalist Society has been known to do this, I believe. Liberty Council, the Family Research Council does this. There are a bunch out there. So listen to the NACL's new focus, what they're laser-focused on fixing in society now.
10: The NACL has seven working committees. Those committees actually debate and discuss every major policy issue in this country.
0: And how it aligns with the Bible, certainly, right?
10: All from a biblical worldview.
0: There you go, I guess. I mean, I haven't seen this entire clip, so that was a pretty on-point guess.
10: And we make model laws. Do you know that just recently Representative Mary Bentley of Arkansas passed a model law that the NACL adopted at their last meeting in the state of Texas? It actually was brought by one of our school board members, Doctor David Naylor of Conway, Arkansas. He stood up, and this is a medical doctor, and he said,
0: "Dude, a medical doctor is trying to get like extremist legislation passed. This is nuts. This is absolutely nuts."
10: He said, "Students are going to have to use a restroom based upon their birth on their birth certificate originally."
0: Oh. Wow great okay so you're going to check everybody's birth certificate. That's a fantastic idea not a violation of privacy rights or any of that. and also this my good friends somebody named Buck Angel now according to the law that the NACL passed, this person would be going to the women's room. Is that really what he wants? does he want this big scary man in the women's room with his little kids, his, his little girls. This is a trans man, assigned female at birth, named Buck Angel. They don't seem to realize, like uh, Jason Rapert, it isn't connecting the dots, that gender is not as uniform and strict as he seems to think it is. He's fear-mongering to people all over the place, saying that if he doesn't pass his anti-trans bill, saying that they have to use the bathroom of the sex they were assigned at birth, then this person will be in the women's room with the with your little girl. This person, as it so happens, if he does pass his legislation, will be in the women's room with his little girl. He's fear-mongering about the exact opposite of what will actually happen. I mean, there are a billion examples. How about this one? Check this out. This one, if his bill was passed would be in the men's room. Is that what he wants? He's fear-mongering and claiming that, you know, if he doesn't pass this bill, the sky's gonna fall, everything's gonna be ruined, and cats will be living with dogs, and dogs will be living with cats, it'll be complete mayhem. In reality, society has already worked all of these problems out, and he's trying to throw a wrench into everything and change the way that it all works, and it's going to cause complete havoc. He doesn't really care about social uniformity and maintaining order and correcting anything. He doesn't care about any of that. He cares about making people's lives miserable if they don't conform to his life into his worldview. He cares about wrecking everything around him unless it perfectly aligns with what he believes the Bible says. That's what it's really about.
10: None of this transgender stuff causing havoc in their school you can't go into a place of of, we're in a dressing room or you can't force yourself to stay overnight on a school trip uh with with another sex pretending to be a to be a girl or pretending to be a boy
0: has this happened did he have a single example of this taking place literally ever does he have a a, an example of this actually becoming a problem in society or is this completely made up because i tend to notice that this guy just Makes things up right off the top of his head. So he's contributing to the trans panic. Of course. That's who he is.
10: You're going to have to do this. They took a stand on this. And through the.
0: By the by, I know that Buck Angel is super conservative and nutty now. Yeah, I, I heard that Buck Angel is not fantastic. Um, but the point was made at the very least.
10: To stand on this. And. Through the support of people like you, Representative Mary Bentley, that is our chair of the National Legislative Council, she went to the Arkansas legislature, took that concept that that came from Dr. David Naylor that was then adopted by the full body of the NACL, and guess what? It's already been placed into law in the state of Arkansas. That's the difference the NACL can make in your community.
0: Yeah, I don't even know if that's true. If, if He could be completely making this up. That's entirely possible. But either way, the fact that he's attempting to institute a Christian nationalist state, I mean, it's right in the name of his organization, is just disturbing on entirely new levels, dude. This guy, you know, the ideas the guy has are even more disturbing than his name. And that's really saying something, honestly. Check this one out. Early March 2023, dude is obsessed with turning this into a Christian nationalist state.
10: I'm here in the state of Florida. You know, Florida is one of the most populous states in the country now, and it is one of the freest states in the country. Governor Ron DeSantis did a great job.
0: It's one of the freest states in the country, you know, because they banned a bunch of books from being in libraries or elementary, middle, or high schools, or colleges, or whatever. That makes it free. You're It's more free because we're banning these things. Banning things means more freedom. Okay, go on.
10: DeSantis did a great job throughout the pandemic
0: in holding the- DeSantis did a good job through the pandemic? Line and keeping his state open. And so- okay, that's complete nonsense. DeSantis shut down Florida for a short time, didn't he? And isn't uh, Florida's uh, Surgeon General, the guy that's basically like the doctor for Florida, a complete nutter butter? Joseph Ladapo is his name. Yes. Oh, my God. And he did an interview with Key Lady. This is the le- On the left, this is the woman who says that keys are sticking to people who got the vaccine. No fucking joke. This is a Surgeon General of Florida, stands behind Ron DeSantis at every COVID briefing he gives, and it specifically advised people to not get vaccinated. And now he's doing an interview with the lady that said keys stick to you if you get vaccinated. Really. Florida it did not do well through COVID by any stretch of the imagination. None. They did close down for a short time. But it wasn't long enough because they suffered pretty badly from the pandemic And on top of all of that, the guy who's supposed to be, like, helping and contributing, trying to solve the pandemic, is a full-blown right-wing conspiracy nutcase who believes vaccines are shedding viruses and killing and whatever other nonsense. Like, How is Florida free or better off in any way? This is all completely made up.
10: State open. And so i'm here i'm glad to be here covering a lot of issues meeting with legislators here in the state of florida and look forward to the session that is going on in the state of florida now friends i want to talk to you today and say i'm not your friend pal you up for the rest of the program that's going to air even tomorrow to talk about the issue of life you know i saw some stats the other day that worry me about the state of florida and that Florida is in one of the top ten states in the nation for deaths through abortion. Oh
0: my God, dude! He, yeah, he's pro-life too. It's just unhinged from reality. And honestly, pro-life isn't even the right term here. He's pro-birth. Wants to force people, like at gunpoint, practically, to give birth to babies and then abandons them immediately.
10: Not been able to tell down their protection to life at conception yet. I am prayerful that the state of Florida, as has done many states, even my home state of Arkansas, will say that we want to protect babies' lives from the very moment of conception. When you do that, you will be doing exactly what the Bible instructs us to do.
0: No, actually, you'd be doing the exact opposite of what the Bible instructs you to do. As a matter of fact, there's a verse called Numbers 5, 11 to 23, I think. Let's see if I got that right. No, 11 to 31, maybe. Yeah, here we go. 11 to, yeah, it was basically 11 to 23. I was correct. Okay, let's just kind of take a gander through here real quick. The Test for an Unfaithful Wife is the title here. I'm just going to skip around and hit the, the main parts. Then the Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, If a man's wife goes astray and is unfaithful to him, so another man has relations with her, and, is, and this is hidden from her husband, and her impurity is undetected, since there's no witness against her, and she's not been caught in the act, and if feelings of jealousy come over her husband and he suspects his wife and she is impure, or if he's jealous and suspects her even though she's not impure, then he's to take his wife to the priest. He must also take an offering of tenth of, of a tenth of ephah or something like that. Anyway, yeah, so they take an offering and then give it to the priest. So the priest brings her out, stands her before the Lord, takes some holy water in a clay jar, and they create this concoction called bitter water, and they give the bitter water to the woman. Now, if the woman was not unfaithful, everything will be fine, and the baby will be born, and they go about their day. If the woman is unfaithful to the husband, had slept with somebody else, and is pregnant by that other person, it will induce an abortion. The bitter water that the priest gives her will cause an abortion. You know what that sounds like to me. That sounds like God is pro-abortion, but that's neither here nor there. There are a couple of other examples in the Bible, not just this one, that backs up the position that God is pro-abortion, not anti, but pro So this bit right here, completely made up, entirely made up. This is his personal belief, not biblical. When you do that, you will be doing exactly what the Bible instructs us to do. Simply incorrect, good sir, or bad sir, whichever sir you prefer, or whichever sir I prefer, I suppose. So this guy is absolutely unhinged from reality and is setting out to do direct damage to the country, not because he thinks that it will help the country, not because he thinks it'll make anything better necessarily, but because he wants it to be in line with what he believes the Bible says, even though he's wrong about that, and whether it makes it a better place to live or not, it will most certainly make it a miserable place to live for heathens, for apostates, for non-religious people. For people who don't believe in his very narrow, specific interpretation of the Bible, it will be hell on earth, and that's what he wants. I don't know. Let me know what you think about this in the comments. I think this dude is absolutely terrible. That's all I've got for you. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, don't forget to check me out on Patreon. And take a look at my YouTube channels, Owen Morgan, where I talk about religious issues, Telltale Fireside Chat, where I talk about politics. Telltale Unfiltered, where I do long-form breakdowns of stuff like this, and Telltale Reads, where I read books by televangelists and others. I release everything in parts, but every part stands independently of the last, so you can jump in anywhere and I'll make sure it makes sense. You can find some ad-free, uncensored, complete versions of all my videos on my website, owenmorgan.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email list to get early access to everything. All links are in the description. Okay, thanks for watching, guys.